Root Insurance is all about you and how you drive. In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Curious fuckers, do we have something exciting for you? We are launching something extremely exclusive. Yeah, baby. Have you heard of Little Think or Patreon? We are so excited (laughs) to be launching our very own Patreon just for the podcast. So you're going to be getting all types of things of course it has a tier-based basis so if you support the podcast and want to go that little extra bit and help help your sisters out then yeah join that will be yeah (laughs) join if become a patreon join the curious fuckers club legitimately Mm -hmm. and you will hear exclusive content from reed and i and potentially other guests um throughout the time like exclusive content guys yeah it's never gonna be great. heard before oh. mm, only um, for the curious fuckers and even stuff like you know t-shirt drops you'll get the first hint at t-shirt drops so mm-hmm. please do check it out we love you all so much and thank you for all your support we love you you're listening to fucks given the one with nicoletta heidegger Hello Curious Fuckers. I'm Reed And I'm Florence. And together we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Good to see you both. Yeah, see see us as well. We actually, you can actually see us, which is. I can. I can actually see you. And yes. we were talking before that this is like a morning fuck because it's it's eight a.m. where I am, which and... is it's fucked up, man. I'm so sorry. That ain't right. <laughs> it's like four p.m. where we are. We've had our day. Yeah. We've had our fucks. <laughs> but we I consented love- to this morning fuck, so I'm in awesome we love morning fucks i mean mm. morning sex is one of the best and glorious fucks of the day eh. yeah, <laughs> morning, the morning glory uh, morning, morning glory, glory is, is pretty delicious i was trying to figure <laughs> out what the female version is and i, I came up with the sunrise swole Ooh. oh that is cute cute right so cute it doesn't have a fun name but i like the morning mutual masturbation because it's like you both get to stay laying down and it's not that much effort yeah Um, you don't have to worry about your breath and (laughs) very true do what you want and lay there (laughs) i love that we actually met you earlier on this year kind of at the beginning stages of the pandemic right um on your podcast lots and scholars Yes, thank you so much for joining. Everybody loved the episode. It's actually Yay. one of our most recent popular ones. Oh, Yay! Amazing. That's so exciting. We, yes. I mean, firstly, Sluts and Scholars is like the best name ever. It basically, mm-hmm. it's, it does what it says on the tin, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, and here we are still in the pandemic, however many months later. I know. I don't think any of us thought that this would actually still be happening, but here we are. But you know what? Actually, it's a good thing because we are virtually connecting. And if it wasn't the pandemic, then maybe we'd be recording in the studio again. Yes. And you might not be able to. Plain old British folks. I was going to say, come and join (laughs) us right, right here in London. And maybe that was on your agenda, but. Until then, we just have to deal with uh, this beautiful way of connecting virtually. Thank you, Internet. Thank you, Mr. Internet. Count the blessings. Count the blessings. (laughs) Nicoletta, please tell us, us and our curious fuckers a little bit more about yourself. So as you said, my name is Nicoletta and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist um, mm. in Cal- based out of California in Los Angeles. Um, if you don't have that license there uh, in the UK, it's basically someone that deals with therapy for all kinds of people. Um, but I specialize in sex therapy. So I'm a sexologist uh, currently working on my, on my PhD. And so most of the people that come see me in my office are coming to me for something sex related. Yeah, and then 
when I'm not seeing clients, um, like you said, I do the podcast called Sluts and Scholars. So mm-hmm. all the things in my life revolve around sex or sex adjacent things. Yeah. So you must have been so busy as a therapist recently. I'm totally full. I've had to unfortunately turn people away. Um, And so have a lot of my colleagues. People are reaching out like tenfold right now. Mm -hmm. I actually work for a company called uh, Pineapple Support that does like stipended therapy for sex workers. Mm. And they're super inundated and full too. So things are, people are struggling right now. It's just like one fucking thing after another. Um, But I'm really excited to do this podcast because most of the podcasts I do, I have to assume that my clients are going to listen (laughs) and they might listen to this one too, but um, it's not often where I go on a podcast where I talk about like my personal sex life in more detail. Oh, I'm excited for that because it's exciting. It is interesting knowing about like a sex therapist's personal sex life. I think, I think everyone assumes it to be like amazing and it's just like everyone else's sex life yeah I mean I think that there's definitely more openness to do more things but it doesn't mean I'm having like the best sex all the time with a lot of frequency it's, it's still the same struggles I'm with my partner for four years we have to work at it like yeah no yeah. magic here here <laughs> I did want to ask actually being a sex therapist right now is there anything like any insights that you can give us like what are people coming to what's the most common thing that people are having trouble with right now I think it's the same stuff as usual but just magnified so with the couples mm. it's feeling sick of each other <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, just not connecting sexually so especially like the longer term couples however you want to define longer term they're just mm. like not lining up or feeling like they don't want the same kind of sex at the same time. And that's like the most common thing that I get, just couples who like aren't lining up sexually yeah, um, and feel like they're not compatible. But a lot of times it just ends up being that their sex lives have changed from like that beginning excitement phase mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the newness. And they think that something's wrong because they can't go back to that. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to like moving forward and creating a new a new connection together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for singles, I think this is true for couples too, but for singles especially, everyone is having like existential crises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of trauma. And I don't mean just sexual trauma, like because of our politics and all yeah. the things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had the first round of presidential debates, which was a dumpster fire. Oh, God. Um, so most of the work I'm doing right now is just like grounding and emotion regulation. Yeah. People are lonely and just triggered and uh-huh. fucking questioning the meaning of life on yeah. a daily basis. I mean, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> it's like we're all just sitting here like holding in our tears all day, every single day right now. Oh. Yeah. So then they come to my session and they're not holding it in anymore. So it's just <laughs> yeah, that's good. Open. <laughs> the release that everyone needs fuck number one the last fuck okay so my last fuck um it actually wasn't really a fuck at all i guess how you would define fuck mm-hmm. um so i recently negotiated with my partner we negotiated this a long time ago but um to be able to do some kink play uh, with other folks outside of our relationship. Mm. And then every time that we were supposed to make that happen, some like catastrophic thing happened. The most recent was the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the partner that I was, or the person and friend that I was going to do this with um, is high risk. And so they haven't been seeing anybody. Oh. And so my mom is also high risk. So recently I took some time to just be able to hang out with her. So I got yeah. tested, I quarantined, got tested again, like, the highest caliber of whatever safety I could. And so that made it okay for me to go see this friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had played together at parties and things like he had spanked me in front of whoever, Um, (laughs) but we hadn't gotten to do like a more in-depth, I guess what you would call a scene. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I finally got to go hang out and do a, do a scene where I just kind of got my, got my ass beat. Wow, <laughs> my nice. I love that. So did you did you do that with your partner and someone else or was it just um an individual thing? It was just an individual thing. I mean, my partner was involved in that we like checked in about it and talked about our, our boundaries yeah. before we were comfortable with and 
um, checked in afterwards, but um, my partner wasn't there. So it was just me and um, me and the friend and it was, it was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) How did it feel to finally get that after waiting like so long to actually explore those kink scenes? Well, I think, I mean, I still do some of that with my partner, but this person is just more in that, in that world, a bit more Mm -hmm. experienced. Um, And I was more sensitive than I thought I would be because Mm. I think I haven't gotten like consensually beaten up in a long time. So my pain pain tolerance was a bit um, bit low, Um, but it was good. I definitely like lots of, lots of spanking, lots of different toys and tools being used to Mm. like hit my butt. But there was also some fun components of like, you know, good girl daddy stuff, which Mm. I love. And then lots of like, almost like kinky cuddling I would say Ooh. What's yeah kinky cuddling? I, know, I, I love kinky when it's almost like you're like very submissive but being cuddled but there's like a, a, lot, a lot of power play involved in the cuddling yes oh. yeah and kind of like mixed in with like some rough grabs yeah and like Ooh. that kind of thing but yeah I think it was it was just really nice and because so many things are going on in the world right now it was nice to just like let go and not have to think about anything not have to be in charge and to just like channel whatever I wanted into a little bit of pain which can be yeah yeah yeah, it's so healing especially when there is so much trauma and stress going on like it's such a good release actually it's actually been something that I've been craving quite a lot recently going through like a heartbreak and stuff you just kind of want to like get all those sort of pent-up feelings and emotions out in some sort of way and for some reason pain seems quite appealing well, I think in the, in the scene, there's like a lot of permission to just have like feelings and reactions and just mm. to let go and do whatever feels right. So whether that's crying, yelling, screaming, laughing, I was laughing a lot. I haven't laughed so hard in a long time. Apparently, <laughs> oh, apparently when I feel physical pain in kink, I laugh. So there <laughs> amazing. Was a lot of, a lot of giggling, a lot of laughter. Um, it was, it was nice. And I, I, I wanted to bring that one up too, because I think when you were saying like, what's the last fuck? I was like, this isn't a traditional fuck. Like mm. we didn't do any genital stimulation stuff, mm. but I walked away from it feeling good and feeling pleasure. And, um, that's satisfied. Me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's glorious. And we're not always about the traditional fucks. It's about like, breaking them norms. How, how did you find it with the anticipation? Because you were, this was something that was built up for a while for you. Were you nervous about actually getting there and it not working out or it being not what you expected or disappointing? Or did, was it just perfect? Did it just work really well? I wasn't nervous because this is someone I've known for years mm-hmm. and we've like done a little bit of that at, at parties and events and things. So we had plenty of time to prepare and like talk about it, which I was like, just getting tired of talking about it. Um, (laughs) I think the waiting was more frustrating because I just wanted this thing that I wanted. And it was frustrating to like, not get it Mm -hmm. when I I wanted it. (laughs) Yeah. Holding back. I actually did want to go back to what you said at the beginning, which was that you had negotiated this with your partner Mm -hmm. a long time ago. And I think a lot of people want to get into these sort of things in like having a bit more of an open relationship or whether that's to discuss like getting involved in the kink scene. How did you go about having that um, conversation where you spoke about this with your longtime partner? I mean, I think, I I guess you could call it lucky, but because of my job, I think the sex conversation starts pretty early. So I've been with my partner for for years now. So I think there wasn't any secret that I was interested in like certain sexual things and like exploring sexuality. Um, And I made pretty clear early on in our relationship that I'm not like fully monogamous and I have these interests and some of those things line up with my partner and other things like we do just because I think uh, my partner knows that I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the conversation started early on and I would say it's just like a slow burn, um, which can sometimes be frustrating to have to like wade through the patience of it. Yeah. Um, but the slow burn first, it would just be like sharing fantasies and then like checking in about feelings. And then, and then we would maybe go to a party where the, my partner could like watch um, this happening to other people Um, And then we would sort of like fantasize and talk about it and work that into our sex life. 
And then I would take it a step further. And I, I mean, for me, I just kind of share, try to share openly what my fantasy is mm-hmm. and then give my partner time to see how that makes him feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, so like, I think that's really good. I think that's really good advice that I think a lot of the time people do reach out to us about a lot. It's like, how, like, I'm really interested in this kink. Like, how do I do, like, how do I even talk about this? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you just do, and it just takes yeah. practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're really struggling, you know, go to a go to a therapist or somebody like me that you can help. Yeah, that can help sort of like moderate that conversation. Yeah, um, but I think I think it's important, and if you can't talk about that stuff with yourself, you're going to need to practice that first too to figure yes. it out, and then yes. practice talking about it with your partner. And even for me, like. I, I have all these skills and I teach people about it, but it's still scary sometimes mm-hmm, yeah. both because I like want to be able to, to advocate for what I want, but also because I don't know how the other person's going to respond. Mm-hmm. Like I can't control it. So it's, it's vulnerable and, and still sometimes scary, but yeah. I always feel better after I've shared it. Even if my partner's like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that yet. I still feel a little better because I was able to like share this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Fuck number two. The best fuck. Okay, best fuck. Um, honestly, my I was thinking hard on this one. My best fuck is always me. Yes! Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, like, cute. yes, there's something much different to get from partners in terms of the connection or whatever, but um, I think I'll always be my best partner. So probably the best one. I always thought I was like a one and done kind of person, like one orgasm. And I was like, okay, don't touch me. I'm finished. Like make yeah. me a sandwich kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I recently, I guess a year ago, my friend invited me to this masturbation retreat um, with Benny, Ooh, Benny Dodson. And it was like, essentially to shorten it, it was like 50 women like masturbating in a room together, like in the woods wow. in upstate New York. <laughs> but wow. That was wild. But the best part about it, so I always thought I was just, you know, one orgasm type of person, but the, the women that I was there with were like really encouraging me to like try again and like kind of push, push through that yeah. glass orgasm ceiling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I literally had like somebody like cheerleading me on, <laughs> not even not even in a sexual way, like a, a female friend that was like, you got this bitch um, <laughs> while I was like masturbating. Um, and so I was able to have like two and three orgasms for like the first time ever. Oh, um, and so that was just really meaningful and powerful. Um, yeah in a room full of other people yeah and so since then it's I mean even before then I think it was always me and I think it always will be me so Mm -hmm. it's a good answer it should be everyone's answer for sure um I mean yeah because the only thing that's not gonna change yeah baby (laughs) only just get better but the whole multiple orgasm thing is something that we all have to learn it's almost like you do have to push through that uncomfortable part of the oversensitivity of after you've come mm. and believe in yourself. And I think that the first time I ever saw somebody multiple orgasm was when Florence and I went on set with Erica Lust and we did the multi-orgasmic brunch where yeah. um, one of the performers... Luna, Luna Curazone. Yeah, Luna Curazone. She can literally come like over and over again. But like we're talking mm. like in the 40s like 30s 40s region um and she just gets addicted to it and I was like I want to do that and so I I practiced at home and and yeah once you're right it's like that glass ceiling where you once you hit through it you're like oh my I can actually do this it's it's Mm. possible it's physically possible it's uncomfortable for a while because you're trying to figure out how best to maneuver your body and to enjoy the sensations without it just being too much and sometimes you might need a a minute stop especially Mm. if I can't come if I'm like solo masturbating and my clit's not playing ball it's like no no not today bitch and I'm like no no no, we're fucking playing today you're doing this um and you have to be like okay I give you a few few second like stop and then I'm gonna fucking come at it again like with the with the wand and um and it's so different for everyone like I think there are some people who it happens 
naturally and like quickly because they just have a, a different kind of like reaction and refractory yeah. period and sensitivity. And then for those of us who maybe it doesn't come as naturally, literally, you do kind of have to like squeeze it out a little bit. I think, yeah. yeah. I think it's also sex education and what mm-hmm. it t- like taught us because obviously sex was always like ending in the male ejaculation. Mm-hmm. So it, you kind of just thought like people only orgasm once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that experience, did you continue like having like multiple orgasms every time you masturbate or is it like a special occasion thing? It's definitely not every time. I mean, sometimes I'm sometimes I'm in the mood to try. Sometimes I'm not in the mood. Sometimes if it feels like it's not going to happen. I mean, like there are times when, like Reed was saying, you can kind of push through it. But other times I'm like, eh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I also think you can expand the definition of, of orgasm too, just like you can expand the definition of sex. So I think yeah. we're all to this genital definition of orgasm. But, you know, there are ways to practice different mindfulness things in your body, kind of like a tantric approach to where different feelings and sensations, like I was talking about with the kink thing, can feel pleasure filled. And so with that, I think everyone has the capability to be multi-orgasmic in their body. It just takes practice and figuring out what else you like and really trying to get into your body. But it's it's an ongoing practice for sure. I'm still intrigued about this um, masturbation retreat. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) okay so it was for um she's sadly on her way out uh she also believes in aliens but betty dodson is it was her 90th birthday so if you don't know her betty dodson started in like the 70s leading these masturbation circles helping people vaginas like find their pleasure and find their orgasm so it would just be like a circle of women in her apartment like masturbating (laughs) and so it's continued till till today um they actually featured it i'm not a fan of goop but they featured it in the like goop sex special Uh, yeah Um, yeah. you can find out more about it in that one that was the sex episode was actually a pretty good episode um, the rest I would not recommend, but anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the retreat was to celebrate her 90th birthday, and wow. um, most of the folks who were going had already participated and and knew her pretty well. But I went as a guest with a friend who was who was speaking, and so they they rented out this retreat center in upstate New York, and it was a combination of like talk and yeah, just like things that you could attend and and learn about sex and sexuality. And then they have these things called erotic recess where you just masturbate. Um, But yeah, the approach is called body sex. That's what their classes are called. Amazing. Um, So 50 women in a room just like. Yeah. I love that she's still doing this at 90 as well. Oh, yeah fucking amazing yeah, she sounds like a legend that's probably why she's lived that long yeah it's probably because of masturbation yeah. oh my god have we just found the answer that, that blood flow just the keep masturbating of you. Yeah. the <laughs> fountain <laughs> of you masturbation <laughs> but then well what is it when people say about like oh no i'm gonna stop masturbating for a while or i'll stop watching porn for a while like I want to, I want to know some science behind whether or not that actually does stuff to you. I was talking about desensitization with toys as well recently, and like, is that a real thing? Is it like a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? Um, I know this is completely I mean, off on a tangent. My first reaction is that as long as it's not shame based, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of people doing like no fap November or whatever, like it's usually coming from this group of folks who think that like sex and like masturbation, like take away your energy as opposed yeah. to like your energy. And mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan of that. I also don't know. I don't want to shame people for coming in the way that's most reliable for them. Mm-hmm. So like if porn is a good outlet for you, if your intense magic wand is a good outlet for you, like there's no need to do it differently, but mm-hmm. yeah, there is something to be said for like, getting used to something just like I was used to only orgasming once. And so I think if you're going into it with more a curiosity of like, okay, will this change what I'm interested in? Will this expand what I'm interested in? Um, How can I try some new things and touch myself in different ways and see what else is possible? Then I think it's, then I think it's cool. Root insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. 
Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more to help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Fuck number three. The fantasy fuck. So I have been able to do a lot of the stuff that I've like, that I think are possible human wise <laughs> right. so my, my fantasy fuck is something that like couldn't well I, I mean maybe it could happen if you if you believe um <laughs> i love aliens yeah oh, baby yeah. oh yeah, so, yeah not like not the tentacle aliens i'm not into i mean sure i'll watch it but like the tentacle porn is not my thing mm-hmm. it's more about this like all-knowing creature that is like superhuman yeah. and doesn't have like human flaws but is like smarter better sexier faster stronger <laughs> that's like some daft punk song <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay but it's like that and so my fantasy would be some like sexy alien abduction where oh. i don't want to be like necessarily probed non-consensually but I guess that could be a little fun because in my fantasy it's like consensual yeah I think it's more about like being captured by this entity that is this all-knowing creature and then but it looks a little more humanoid like humanistic I guess or yeah. has like a sort of human can you relate shell. it to a to like an alien that we might have seen in films or you know what, what oh, does it look like to you the, the old Roswell show they just look like hot teenagers. <laughs> what? I need to check this out. I won't say. I mean, they're not actually teenagers. They're all like 25, but I mean, they look like hot young people. Oh, the Roswell yeah. show. Roswell. Did I watch that? It feels like it rings a bell. There's a new remake of it, but I would I would recommend uh, the old one. So they, so um, they take a human form? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I get they it. They take human form, but there's like something off. Yeah, like, something just a little bit off. <laughs> like Avatar. Like Avatar, because the Avatars were super, super hot and they were, but they were just like larger than life, which would also Could be. Could you imagine cool. how big them dicks were? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. But they didn't have dicks, they just like connected their yeah, hair. connected their hair. Yeah. And just like, yeah. I don't know, like hair fucked their animals. Like, I, yeah, I was yeah. so down for that shit. That's also what I like about the alien thing because then the fantasy is also, it's not just penetrative. It's like they've got some high frequency energy that's just like mm-hmm. beyond the bounds of pleasure. But I think, because this is a common thing that I like when I think of aliens ghosts vampires like anything otherworldly or supernatural it's like having this i think convincing this entity that like i'm special yes yes (laughs) you want to be a special girl and so being able to have this thing being like oh i chose you because you're special and you've like changed my perspective on the human race and i want to be with you because you're the most special in the galaxy and we are yeah. all those special people. Like we we all deserve to be abducted and bitten by vampires <laughs> and stolen by aliens because we're all that special. It's yeah, so true. My but that God. is like the ultimate fantasy. You're so right. It's about it's about like you you chose me out of the whole human race. You chose me. Love it. Yeah, it looked you were evil, but like for me, you're not because I obviously changed you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but which they are scary. We often do when yeah. we're like dating some shithead when we're like yeah. you're gonna. Ch- for me yes it's it's kind of like i guess it's like the vampire fantasy in a way because it's this like monster something that is actually quite scary and could potentially kill us but for you they they won't hurt you they're just gonna give you pleasure Exactly. Uh, and then my I mean, they won't hurt you unless you like dies. it. I, as soon as they go good, I'm like, ah, fuck this, I'm out. No. <laughs> yeah, but it's the fact that they know that you know they might kill you, but yeah. like, yeah. like yeah, you could snap you... my neck in a second, but yeah, you're still here for me. 
that is so true um I actually started writing this like little erotic novel which it wasn't an erotic, it wasn't an erotic novel it was like almost like I was I was like this would be such a great porno if we could like make some CGI shit happen mm-hmm. um, I know I'm waiting for a fucking porn that has like avatar level yes Yes, so this is other than like some dude dressed in a Martian costume. Whoa, yeah, like, whoa, tech. guys, it, it's out there. I'm like watching a lot of CGI <laughs> porn at the moment. It is out there. Really? Yeah, it's fucking sick. But with, Although, but with real people as well. No, no, like, it's so all it's CGI. like a mixture. Yes, no, I don't want that. I don't want the anime. I want no, no, no. People. Oh, yeah, well, okay. In All this, right. in this one that I was writing, um, it was this kind of like blue alien figure, a bit like Avatar, but not. So they look more <laughs> human than um the avatars. You said Avatar so many times. I know what your fantasy is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that big old blue so dick. They end up. You, did you have you ever? What, what is that film with Scarlett Johansson on? In where they end up in this like blank black space, and there's kind of like wet floor. And um, but yeah, so this alien transports um the woman into this space and his penis like as it gets erect it like blooms into this like magical flower and then obviously if it's inserted into you it will like fill you up completely Mm -hmm. and hit all the right spots well that that's exactly why people (laughs) like alien and plants and tentacles because it's not just that penis shape that is just like a penis shape it it like it like opens yeah. up and it doesn't just go into your you know it's like filling your, up sensation. it goes into your cervix and your ovaries and like into every little nook and cranny and space that makes you feel fucking mm-hmm. good that's so good i want it i would want the flower to like fill me emotionally too like feels yes helpful yeah or like mm-hmm. up inside my intestines and out of my nipples like i want it to go extreme here whoa whoa <laughs> just start lactating yes. lactating like a blue ink yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so if anyone is like a really great cgi artist and wants to work on a porno with us all in collaboration yes like given terms into a porno then yeah hit us up Fuck number four. The what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's so many of these. <laughs> the one that comes to mind most, um, I was hooking up, uh, this was in my single days, and I was hooking up with a couple um, okay. that I had met online. And we started, you know, hooking up and when it was time for like the fucking part, this guy went and put his sneakers on. Wait, what? Was he naked? <laughs> he was fully naked. Uh-huh. And he went and put his sneakers on and like watching him fuck his partner to like the beat of the music. <laughs> like he wanted the sneakers on so he could have good traction on the floor. Whoa. They, oh my gosh. They also weren't like cool sneakers. They were like dad sneakers. Like, oh, I don't know. I was just, I, there's not a lot of things that I like shame or find weird, but I just like <laughs> that dried me up. I was like, this is, <laughs> I am not a fan of whatever this is that is happening now. Like I cannot get on board with these like heads for sex. I kind of get like the traction thing and fucking to the beat, but I mean, there is a huge trainer sneaker fetish thing out there. Like, I'm fully for it. Like, especially old filthy sneakers. Yeah, massive. Huge in the gay community. Well, Um, you, whoever out there, you would have loved this. There is something for everybody. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I've I've seen and heard all the things in my practice. So there's, like, nothing that, like, makes me really, like, weird out or that I think or strange. But... The sneaker thing just really took me by surprise. Yes. Yeah, that is weird. Me personally. I mean, not weird, but just interesting. Like, it takes you out of the moment. Well, it's the fact that he put them back on. Like, he didn't leave them on. He put them back on. Well, yeah, because he had to take his pants off and all the other stuff. But then it was like, oh, now it's time to fuck. Let me put my gear on. Yeah. It's my my fucking fucking gear. Yeah. Oh, Maybe because shit. it's like a workout, and he wants to feel like he's doing some exercise. Did, I mean, did you did you ask ask him why, or was it 
was it just like I'm just gonna leave you to yeah, do yeah, for the traction. yeah for the traction wow maybe we're missing out maybe we all need to put our fucking trainers back on i mean look i stayed i stayed open and i tried and i just ended up not being attracted to him yeah yeah Yeah. well it's a bit of a weird thing having someone that's completely nude and just the trainers on like it takes you a little bit out of the well hold hold up now like i have a huge thing with boots if there was just someone naked fucking boots on oh my days like we're talking like dm combat Oh, yeah. Okay, that's different. army boot. <laughs> oh dear God, I'm fucking okay, like yeah, with a Nile right now. One, but mm. this was—it was almost like he had to go into like work mode. Like, he was, oh like, shit, focus, and I got my sneakers on, and I'm gonna sex. And it was like I—I I don't know. There was something about that. I imagine like, it being like Crocs. <laughs> like, imagine if it was like Crocs. With yeah, I need the traction, guys. Here's my Crocs on. I bet someone does it with Crocs. I bet you they fucking do. I bet you there's a Croc fetish out there. Please, please write in. Oh my gosh. This this reminds me of, um, I don't know whether anyone's watched this, but that program on Netflix, She's Gotta Have It. And um, it's all about this woman called Nola Darling in New York. And one of the people that she fucks is called Mars. And he always leaves his sneakers on during like when he fucks he, he just can't take them off so that's what that's what my mind like immediately went to but he was like socks socks need to head. socks yeah too, you know like socks too i get the socks, socks things trainers. my first boyfriend for a year and a half i never took my socks off once in front of them once Why? I like because I hated my feet. I had like a real hang up on my feet. Now I fucking love them, and I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. suck my goddamn toes. But back then, you know, you get weird hang ups about shit, mm. and I never well, took my socks off. The last person I fucked actually left their socks on the whole time, and then I asked him, I was like, why? Why have you still got your fo- your socks on? He was like, oh, I only take them off at home. He was like, I'm too embarrassed of my feet; they're a bit gross. Oh. And I'd, when I'm when I when when I'm at someone else's place, like, I don't take them off. <laughs> Oh, but there is like some serious feet embarrassment going around. Um, yeah. Why, man? Like, why? Oh, maybe it's this projection thing. Maybe I hid my feet for so long because I knew it turned me on having my feet being touched and like enjoyed. And so I was like repressing that feeling. Well, I think people's like traumas often turn into their fetishes. No, yeah, that I- is true. Yeah. A lot of people that don't like feet and think feet are gross actually fucking love feet. They fucking yeah, love feet. Yeah, mm. they just love them too much. Yeah. Get the goddamn garb. Fuck number five. The fuck that changed the game. Okay, so this one isn't like a good one, I would say, but <clears throat> I I knew I was interested in getting into the therapy field and. In college, I was starting to date this new guy and we had, you know, just kind of started hooking up and I was already pretty, I would say like sex positive at the time, just because I knew I was interested in like the field of of sex and and mental health stuff in some Mm -hmm. way, shape or form, but not exactly knowing what I wanted to do with it yet. And so he was doing something that I like wanted done differently. And so I said in what I thought was like the most supportive way, like, Hey, I really like, I would really like when you do this instead. Um, And he like stopped and was like, I know what I'm doing. What? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. What a reaction. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this has really like nailed it in. Not literally that like (laughs) people are so repressed and ashamed about sex stuff. I should be able to say clearly what I want and what I need and have somebody say, thank you and fucking try to do it and not be defensive and so to me that that is often a memory just in this point that like sent me on this career trajectory Mm, yeah Um, because I think Ah, I think it was like the yeah the last nail in it to just really feel like we need this this is ridiculous yeah Yeah, we need to be talking about sex because i'm sure we've all been there like whether or not we've done it physically but if someone says oh can you do that i'm sure there's something has clicked in our own minds when we were younger and gone Mm. oh my god all this time i've been doing it wrong rather than actually thinking like oh no this person just likes it differently and also thank you for being honest with me because it's a hard thing to do trying Mm -hmm. to stop yourself and just appreciate somebody's utter honesty with 
and like just the communication I mean like thank you for telling me it's I mean it's yeah. it's like if we make yeah, a mistake they trust no one... you enough and they yeah. care about you enough to share this vulnerable thing with you yeah, but no one likes to be told that they're wrong no one even if it's said in the right. most nice way so being the bigger person just being like that's hard to do fuck thank you like I'm gonna sit and process this even if I can't do it right now but just thank you for speaking your truth I think people need to learn how to communicate as well mm-hmm. because I think in a lot of circumstances in sex people will either not say anything at all or say it in a yeah. very negative way yeah like so I remember jump out of them yeah mm-hmm. I remember I gave someone head once and I was feeling like a bit awkward and I wasn't really into it um so obviously it wasn't doing my best at all and then afterwards he said you're gonna have to get better at that oh my god Ooh. what kind of why would you even say that though that's so deep oh. I know and I was just thinking like it's because I like, didn't like your fucking dick that's why I was not good at it you know like what a way to I communicate also felt like you're gonna yeah, have to get better at hurt that's fucked Ugh. up. You, that I would mean, not motivate me. No, no, I would have been pissed off. Be like, why didn't no. you tell me during? Why didn't you say it in a completely different way? Why don't you tell me what you like rather than waiting till the end yeah. of a shit blowjob? Oh. Yeah. And also it's so much better when someone communicates with you through. Like um, the first time that I gave head after like being in my long-term relationship I hadn't really I didn't I wasn't that confident with blowjobs and stuff like during that relationship it didn't happen that often like but afterwards I was like okay I need to get over this hurdle I need to like learn and I really wanted to learn so I just told who I was um fucking I was like guide me through like what you what you want and what you like because I want to do this in the best way possible for you and it was such an amazing experience Mm, it's being taught like firsthand is so beautiful and it's exactly the same if if someone's between your legs and just being comfortable enough to say oh my god I I really like it when you touch there like that's the place right there Mm. or oh do you mind slipping a finger in oh actually that's too rough or too you know that that bit's too sensitive and and having that confidence too it's the same with with giving head I like asking those questions I like oh how how sensitive is your head do you like your foreskin over it do you like your balls being played with and licked do you like it soft hard do you want me to deep throat you so much that I puke or do you want nice little kisses like tell me tell me I want to know everyone's so different and most of the time you just get like just just do what you just do that that what you're doing there is (laughs) but like you said people think that if you quote-unquote correct them that it means they're wrong as opposed to we're all different and it's just like we all like different foods or we all like different ways of getting a massage like it's just different so you're not wrong you're just learning this new person what about for people that do feel like really offended when they get like little pointers and advice? Um, like what? How do they go about kind of taking that barrier down and like being open to criticism and tips? I mean, I'm biased. I think they should go to like a sex therapist. <laughs> yeah. We we also think the same. Like yeah. go to a fucking therapist. <laughs> well, because to me, it's it's deeper issues, and I wouldn't necessarily blame them it doesn't mean I like would want to be with them in that moment as a partner but um I think yeah it has to do especially if it's a penis owning person I think there's this pressure on like sexual performance and what that says about you and what that means about you and how yeah. much of a man you are um and then for people with vaginas it's about like you know are you being a good hostess for like this dick or whatever <laughs> like, there's all these pressures so I think it's um working on your self-confidence, working on your self-esteem, breaking down these like cultural narratives that you thought were normal and like really unpacking like what that defensiveness is about. Um, Because it makes sense given all that we like teach or don't teach young people about sex. Um, So it's, I mean, it's understandable. And, And I think giving, giving the feedback, I really like the, what I call the shit sandwich technique, Mm-hmm. Which is like, say the nice thing, say the shit, and then say the nice thing. Yes. So it's yeah, like, I mean, let's say you're wanting this blowjob differently from Florence. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of being like, you need to get better at that. I would say like, oh, it was like so nice, like watching you down there. And like, I'm so glad to finally connect with you. And, you know, I really could have, I really would have appreciated it a little more if you um, gagged on my dick in this way. Like it really turns me on thanks so much for like hearing me out. Um, I really appreciate you being willing to, you know, try something new. Mm, well, yeah. I am moist and I want to <laughs> give you this blowjob. Fucking hell. So 
communicated like that wow we would just we would all have such better sex I mean it was a little therapist sounding but find yeah. a way that you can give the shit sandwich without like yeah, yeah just like the supportive thing and then the like request and then the supportive thing mm-hmm. yeah As opposed to, like don't do that or fix this or whatever angry thing in the moment fucking hell This week's sex story is, I spent quarantine with a guy I was in a rather toxic relationship with until we were able to move about and I wasn't sure how to get out of it or even sure if it was toxic. After this time, I met a guy and had been building a connection. We decided to act in this connection after open discussions as a whole. The first night we spent together, we didn't fuck and the sexual tension was electric. When we finally fucked, it was a key in lock situation and honestly the best sex. Thanks to his open honesty and our open relationship, it has allowed me to explore myself deeper. I have always found it hard to come and have been experimenting with this in an easy way, flirting with myself. I have been using oh my god yes to try new techniques, but I have found one that seems to be truly working, breathing. I have always felt like it isn't sexy to be loud or get carried away, but in this safe space I just went for it and like and the last time we hooked up he went down on me in the kitchen. And because I was above in the situation, I went for it, breathing and taking my head out of out of it a bit, allowing my pussy to feel the whole sensation. Using his tongue and fingers, he managed to make me squirt. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. I love it when like people fully let themselves go. Yeah, and it's a hard thing to do. Like, especially if you are used to being able to let yourselves go, but there are so many factors in life that just make you stop like letting go. Mm-hmm. And whether mm-hmm. or not that's your living situation or the stresses that you're under, or even mm-hmm. if you just don't want to ruin your nice pretty bed sheets, which is what I find myself having issues with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just being able, like hotel sex is so good yeah. for that, where you just don't give a fuck about anyone near you and you can just absolutely, mm-hmm. completely release. So yeah. good on this girl, yeah, yes. Yeah, I also love that, that it's just a really, really simple technique to letting go completely, just breathe. Breathing, yes. Yeah. So, but how do you breathe? Because saying somebody... Yeah, just breathe. Like we all breathe. That's it's it's more like what cognitively engaging your breathing. So mm. recognizing your breathing and being able to breathe in deep and breathe out longer. Like I mean, do you have, do you have anything to add to that, cutie pie? Is sitting there with your therapist face on? <laughs> I know I'm not. Like, um. So I think yes, breathing. A lot of people think that holding their breath during orgasm is like the thing to do. I think it's because they yeah. don't bring that full release, or they think they have to like squeeze the orgasm out. Um, yeah, but it, it really can like limit your pleasure potential holding your breath. So breathing is definitely good. And yeah, like you said, not all breaths are created equal. So play around with what kind of breathing impacts you differently. I would say generally nose breathing is more of like a yogic, like a yoga mm-hmm. calming breath um, that like calms your central nervous system and mouth breathing more of the panting is more of like an excitatory breath that like people often do when they're having sex. So yeah. I would say play around with it and see what yeah. kind of breathing impacts you differently. Like the yeah. short burst, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh yeah. shit, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I try to expand that a little bit. See what happens when you like breathe it deeper, some longer, mm-hmm. slower breaths when you know it's you're, you're about to come. Yeah. We did um, a YouTube video a while ago with Grace Hazel. If anyone's interested in checking it out, if they are having trouble orgasming, because she goes through some really great breath techniques with us. And so many people have commented on that video being like, I orgasmed for the first time ever after using these techniques. Oh my God, that's so good. And and she also talks about how if you prematurely ejaculate or um, if you have uh, you have j- delayed ejaculation, then how to breathe like through your body and out your dick or in your dick and back into your body if you're trying to hold it in. It's really fascinating stuff. It reminds me of the flower through your intestines and out your tits. Yes! <laughs> Fuck my nipples! Give me that blue goo! 
<laughs> oh my god, everyone's just gonna have that image sketched into their minds. Good, <laughs> sketch it for us. Send it over. <laughs> yes, if, if anyone yes. can like do, please. We need some of this. We need some like sketches. <gasps> I want some like flowery thing up, all up in my goop, out of my nipples. Like, I just want it. Oh, that'd be so good. Okay, it's time for us to fuck off, unfortunately. Nicoletta, it's been such a pleasure. I've enjoyed every single one of your stories. It's been Thanks amazing. So You've had some incredible stories. Thank you so much for sharing. And please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you. You can find me, it's such a long name, at nicolettavheidegger.com um, or you can find me at slutsandscholars.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and I hope to hear from you. Yeah, yeah baby. Go and check that out and definitely listen to the podcast, Sluts and Scholars. It's awesome. It's good. Yeah, especially our episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, everyone. So remember to rate this podcast, subscribe to it if you haven't already, and leave us a review. And I'm putting this here again because some hater on Apple Podcasts gave us loads of one star reviews. So now we have to uh, make sure we get lots of five stars to make our rating go higher. So, <laughs> like the manipulation, <laughs> the manipulation, I die. And leave us a nice review as well, just because it's lovely. Mm, but the best thing um, you can do is share our podcast podcast to those who you think will like it as well as check us out on instagram at come curious as well as our personal instagram accounts read amber x and florence bark and if you have a sex question or story please email it in at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com i just thought fks is like fks twigs right fka Oh, okay, yeah. okay, uh, that's dyslexia slipping out. I was like, oh my god, is she fox twigs? Is that have I just had some realization of like it's fox twigs? Okay, all right. I'm I'm back I'm back down. Like the aliens have put me back down now. It's all good. I prefer fox twigs to formerly known as twigs. Fox yeah. twigs. Yeah, fox twigs. Uh, twigs, if you're listening to this, please come on our show so I can embarrass myself more. <laughs> Okay, everyone, you will hear us next week. Next See week. Ya. Bye. Bye. Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.